0: Down.
1: Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Uh-huh. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, back from holiday. And boy, am I excited to find out what happened on the draft. I don't know, because I'm joined by Laurie Blake.
2: Hello. Not a lot happened and on last the draft, we-
1: Ollie.
2: Not last week happened. was good. Last, last, well, we didn't sink the ship, if that's what you mean, while you were away. Now Wrestle I mean Talk Raw survived. specifically. Week Raw specifically was good last week. Raw was good. That's an oxymoron. What you've said is an oxymoron. It cannot exist. It does not happen. Last week was a rubbish, terrible, waste of time episode that set us up for what this week's episode was, which was a waste of time. Much better. While we span our wheels. Three weeks of spinning the wheels, Ollie, until we can get to Crown Jewel. Mm. And then the draft comes into effect. And then you never know. Never mind that anything can happen in WWE. Hopefully something might happen in WWE one of these days.
1: What Just are you think, talking any... about? We got the Usos showing up.
2: We're doing the we're doing the actual raw podcast
1: in the the, the intro and outro is meant to be not the show discussion.
0: But surely we've um, we got the something?
1: big spots. <laughs> I tell you what, I have watched Laurie. Uh, I just watched the episode of "Galaxy's Child" of Star Trek: The Next Generation, season four, episode I don't know, sixteen or seventeen. It's a, it's another banger, another oh, banger.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're the only person who is invested in this project that you've got going on. You keep telling it. You keep telling people like anyone's anyone's paid attention. You've been what you've been watching it as well. No, I've not been watching it, Ollie. I've been watching current TV.
1: Oh yeah, because it's not in the top ten of Netflix. It's not in the ten most basic shows available. Yeah, you're also watching Squid Game. You and everyone else on the planet. <laughs> have you? <laughs> you got... Have you? Have you dabbled with the Squid Game?
2: Yeah, I've watched all of Squid Game. It was. It was oh, you watched it all. Fine. Yeah, it was fine. Just fine. Who is this, yeah, Luke Owen? It was... It was it was fine. Like some of the episodes were good. I thought the the motivations of none of the character, the character motivation was just weird. Like, why would anyone do that thing? No one felt necessarily desperate enough to be doing this specific thing. They did a whole Uh, episode on the desperation. Have you have you seen the one with the little with the needle? I've seen
1: the one where they have to get the honeycomb and the needle.
2: Yeah, so I think that's well, that's probably the, that's probably the episode with the most tension, mm. and then my favorite episode—that's the last one I've seen. Okay, cool. Well, so my that's favorite episode spoilers. comes after that, and it involves marbles. Mm. That's what I'm saying.
1: The South Koreans have some weird playground games. Am I right? Like, yes, we never we never had honeycomb-based playground things. We just had a couple of jumpers.
2: Sometimes a shoe and a football. Mm. I mean, that's all we did. We didn't. We mm. oh, and we played bulldog. Played ball a lot of bulldog. What that would have That would have that like regular grade bulldog, and then it advanced to. Rugby tackle, bulldog. <laughs> yeah, prison yeah.
1: rules. We used to call it. We'd all be playing bulldogs, and then someone <laughs> would shout "prison rules," and everyone would just start murdering each yeah. other.
2: Yeah, and you got to hold on to the inside of someone's pocket. <laughs>
1: mm. Well, we had ties and blazers at our
2: school, so lots of rips were made in the in the seams. I love. That's the best. Th- I think that was the best thing about school was like how pristine you went in on day one. Every term, like when you got your new kit and you got your like, I've grown, obviously outgrown everything in the two weeks that I had on a holiday at Easter. (laughs) So I need need a new jumper, I need new shoes. You go in like mint in box day one. Day two, it's like you've been in the war. (laughs) You Mm. you come out, everything's ripped, the ties on wonky, the shoes are as if you've just walked the Himalayas. Like (laughs) it's nuts. Shiny shoes
1: to a teenage boy is what I imagine Banksy sees when he looks at a blank wall, a bank a blank brick wall. Because those are gonna get scuffed. I'm gonna kick those shoes and I'm going to what was it called? Peanut? When yeah, you used to peanuts, yank yeah. someone's tie down so it became impossible to to undo. <laughs> I had a I had a two P coin in my knot for the first year. <laughs> well, to stop it. Yeah, yeah, that was the best way to stop the tie not getting too
2: tight if someone peanutted you. I did not know that. Mm, this is all information yeah, well, I could have done with 20 years ago, Ollie. Thank you. For so telling you had me a tie now. as well? Yeah, I had a tie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in okay. <laughs> South London, we weren't just animals, <clears throat> just base beasts over in uh, Bromley. No, we had ties. Because sometimes you know, when Blazers, I talk to though. Luke about, mm. When I talked to Luke about his
1: school days, he's like, "Yeah, and there were knives and scalar hoodies and and the same jeans that he's wearing now." Mm. So I don't, but I don't know if that's true. That is, is that just something I've invented in my head that Luke Sound, sounds at like school was exactly <laughs> the same story. as he is now? <laughs> yeah. Are those, I the, uh... are those like the alternative curriculum ones? Yeah. Mm. Steiner School, you heard of those? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, so similar, isn't it? It's like we don't do a normal curriculum. We're just going to let you write poetry for a day, and presumably that will give you the life skills to succeed in finance. And my lady partner really, if we were to have kids, she's like, we, we've got to send them to a Steiner School because, of course, she works in a circus. A lot of people who are professional in the circus went through the Steiner School route, and mm. all I can think about is Scott's. The math Stein. class is like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They make no sense. And the, the the like when people talk about Steiner schools, when I'm out with my lady partner's friends, nobody gets that. And but I'll still say, mm. yeah, 33 and a third, right though. And I'll just be looked at eh? like I'm an imbecile. Mm. Eh? Well, that that spells disaster for our kids at sacrifice crickets Mm. silence (laughs) drastic go down (laughs) drastic go down well should we get on with the raw review or I cannot wait for the glowing review Laurie is going to give this episode it's two weeks into Laurie on Raw They said it was a bad idea, Laurie. Respectfully, I don't think that's a good thumbnail, Pete told me. But I'm going to see No Time to Die tonight. (laughs) And I'm excited about the new James Bond film. So that is why we have the best thumbnail we've ever created for this podcast. I'd like everybody to go over to Pete's Twitter page, Twitter profile, account, whatever it's called, and say to Pete, hot damn. That is a fantastic thumbnail for today's Rust Talk podcast. Respect. Hot diggity so, dog. Put respectfully. respectfully. Respect this is what he said to me. I'm gonna get the the little what did he say? When I said when I described my concept,
2: it was a James Bond thumbnail. thing with all the Queen's Crown people in it. Yeah. Respectfully, yeah, Ollie. I don't think that's I, very good. I don't think that yes. will work.
1: Yeah. Uh I respectfully, Ollie. I don't think that idea is very good. And then I just started I just left the caps lock on for everything I was saying back to him. Uh can we get a can we get a vote? Is is this the best thumbnail we've ever had ever? Jenna, can you make that simple yes or yes? Options <clears throat> or or no. Um this this is sponsored by geology this episode. Geology are a men's Like, skincare routine company. They send... This is my one. This is actually my thing. That's why it's got stains on. It's got a little grease patch. That's Mm. gross. It's the use. It's the usage of all the products. Uh, This one I use every day. Well, both of them. But look, one's coloured for mornings. The other one's coloured for daytime uh, routines. And it kept me beautifully moist and soft on holiday with a bit of SPF 10. Hmm. Oh. So, yes, please do go. There's the link in the video description below to check them out. Every click helps support us. If you take it out on our recommendation, that helps us out even more. We'll talk a bit more about it in the break. But first, what did you think of the women's booking on this episode, Laurie? Specifically Queen's Crown Tournament.
2: So, sorry, so women appeared on the show earlier today. I must have blinked and I missed it.
1: Cause... You mean
2: You mean mid-card women, to be fair? Because yeah, the, no, true, the main event it, the, women they're... were all over it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they they had they had plenty of time. But yeah, the uh the, the, the Queen's Crown tournament, uh, it's off to an interesting start. It's off to a um I don't know, like Ollie, do you do you get the sense that this might be a PR stunt? What, with like with with them doing a big women's tournament. And I, by big, I mean in terms of the way they they're phrasing, and not in terms of the amount of time that they're giving it. Doing a big women's tournament to lead into the final being <clears throat> held at Crown mm. Jewel. Mm. I don't know. I don't, something about something about the way that it's been happening. Um, just yeah. gives me this sense that it might it might be more than sort of just like a, a PR thing, you know, more than it is. More than it is a genuine bit of content that we should be watching and enjoying with our eyes and our and our and, you know and our interest in wrestling.
1: I am going to say something that's a bit of a a meme, but I think, I think, I sincerely mean it. Watch it play out. Just let this one play out.
2: No! Okay,
1: so here's what we've been describing. Uh, We've had the first rounds for both the men's and women's tournaments that are running at the moment. The men's matches in duration so far are 7 minutes 58, 11 minutes 25, 10 minutes 55, eight minutes 55 and the women's matches are two minutes, 10 one minute, 40 one minute, 24 three minutes, two seconds. Mm. There's a, there's a, there's a gap there. That is way more than the, the, the sort of glass ceiling gender pay gap as well. This is huge. This is massive. (laughs)
2: <laughs> just, like <laughs> what's the point in doing this bloody tournament if you don't want to do it like yeah I don't like I think the point of TV show shouldn't be you do, you're you doing stuff that you don't want to feature at all like, I, like a lot of TV shows try and cram in extra storylines that kind of are loose threads and they get dropped or like they don't get enough time dedicated to them but WWE makes a song and a dance about everything it does and then just goes oh yeah we don't care about that like mm. you have no reason to care about this we've spent they spent like 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 the the thing in the news yesterday was that you know they spent Roman Reigns had a longer entrance than the Queen's Crown was had dedicated to it on SmackDown. We've spent more time talking about Queen's Crown than WWE has spent featuring it in their shows, uh, which you know we barely talked about it in in Friday's podcast. That's about it. And it just, yeah, what is the point in these unexciting, like a minute to a roll-up finish or whatever it is? isn't enough time to buy anyone's interest in this thing. So like, what is the point of it? If you're just going to like, you're trying to make out that it's going to be some sort of like, Oh, this is, this is about, you know, the women's wrestling is just as important as the men's look. They've got this amazing tournament. And actually it's just to be like, okay, cool. They're going to like, I bet they make a huge fuss about it for crown jewel. Like they're going to make a massive, massive fuss of it on that show as if it's actually important and mattered. Hmm. And it hasn't at all yet because there's not been there's not been a match a minute is not a match it's a minute is two holds and Dana Brooke trying an unsuccessful roll up six times to get need in the face which is not a finisher
1: yeah it's like they're not doing either of the things that will work I think because the two matches we had on this episode were Shayna Baszler versus Dana Brooke of course Baszler won but she's the Queen of Spades. Surely mm-hmm. she's got to win the Queen's Crown Tournament for me. Um, but if if you want Shayna to just squash people, which I feel is what her monster character has been built as, then you need the other matches to go a little bit longer to make that squash actually a thing. So they failed yeah. on that count. Uh, and the other match was Drop beating Natalia. Uh, the commentary team just kept on putting over, wow, are really talented, this, this, and this. But she actually got no offense in, and one with mm. a lucky roll-up on Natalia. So, yeah, the stories are not working at all, and yeah, they should have a lot more time. However, I think that the reason it's not getting me is because I have had a week a week of holiday. So, I'm just I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Secondly, I never expected anything more from WWE. I this is that they do treat. Any mid card wrestlers, regardless of gender, largely, completely as, a, as an afterthought. We had so many matches on this episode that went shorter than the women's matches. Granted, mm-hmm. the one the where it's problematic is that the men's tournament did get a lot more time. Like the, yeah, the, the opening Xavier Woods versus Ricochet match went 11 minutes. That's longer than all the women's matches combined. But yeah, I just, you know, I, I see this as a second round thing or uh hopefully in the semis they'll get more time
2: that's good as i was gonna swear bull crap that is that's mm-hmm. absolute bull crap because they're not going to it doesn't matter it's irrelevant i think the fact that i think the fact that they can't even be bothered to finish matches with finishing moves just screams to me that this entire thing is irrelevant like mm. why couldn't shana baze have just hit the Kira Fuda clutch why not what what difference does it make what difference does it make if she just stomps the arm and the thing gets called off why does it have to be a thing she's never pinned anyone with just to be like okay well that's done now that's finished like no there is no thought has gone into this match because we've not even looked up what the finishes are like so go out there near in the face who bloody cares? I don't, what what a waste of time! What what a waste of everyone's and then yeah to squeeze in the do match as well before the main event to be like oh yeah we could fit one more match and just cram that in let's see how long that lasts uh, and then that was yeah literally do did nothing blocks a sharpshooter then rolls up and it's just do
1: and Shayna Baszler have have now had a feud that will have lasted two whole weeks. Before they have their semi-final clash
2: next week, mm-hmm. but this but this feud, Ollie, also just That's involved them. Look, it, it involved them looking at each other. Nothing, nothing mm. beyond that has happened. It's like, intense. Yeah. Oh man. I, yeah, it's like they analyse what would be a story, but can't be bothered to tell it like they're like mm-hmm. how I, that's how I write stories like I write I think about the ending and then I go ah some stuff happens and then you write the ending because that's the bit you wanted to write like mm-hmm. I'm bothered with the setup because it's boring writing stuff but WWE's like professional they're meant to be professional wrestling storytellers and this is how they do all of their stuff it's like and I felt like a lot of this show they'd analyzed what would be good like in the, the, they knew that the Woods-Kofi thing was interesting, right? Like they knew that Woods versus Kofi in the semifinals of King of the Ring would be an interesting story. They'd, they'd obviously zeroed in on that because they had two different backstage segments where they were like, what if you have to face each other in the semifinals? And then they didn't do that. It's like they knew, they know what's good and they actively choose not to do it again and again and again. Got to get that heel heat. Luke, it. can you come back please? I don't care if you got a baby. Come back, I don't want to watch this anymore.
1: Let's see what the uh, the Ultra Chats say. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get your Ultra Chats in there. We'll read out every single one of them over $5, Brian Moore says. So what did you guys think about the Queen's Crown Beat the Clock Challenge? I, I mean, tournament. Also, don't tell Adam that Jinder, eliminating Xavier might actually happen. Yeah, we'll get on to that. Um, so who would have won? Uh, Shayna won the Beat the Clock
2: Challenge. She had the shortest match i believe as she should i'm like like you said like they've identified that Shayna Baszler should be squashing people mm-hmm. somewhere in the last like month there's time. the story there's but the they've story. just done they've done the exact same with everyone else so like when when are the when's this going to get any time are you telling me laurie that a
1: one minute 24 match is anywhere close to the same as a one minute
2: 40 match no, you there's a lot. Sorry, there's a lot you could do in those twenty extra seconds. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Probably like three more roll-ups in there. Uh Rocco J.
1: Feller, with AEW and WWE, the two biggest wrestling brands currently, having some of the best women women wrestlers for them in the world. What do you go, what do you guys think is stopping women from being as important as men in their eyes? I don't understand why at all.
2: Well, WWE's always said that women don't draw is the really what they think backstage. And yet they'll, they they will quite happily think that four four of the women draw. I think they just don't think that the mid-card women draw. Mm. But that's, again, if you tell people stuff is important, I think they start to believe it. And if you give them time to show that they're important, people will eventually start to come around to the idea that this stuff should be watched and should be viewed. And I think when AEW is given the women time to run and when WWE is given women time to do a main event at a thing, they've proven that they're just as capable as of hanging with the boys as anyone else. But, yeah, they just don't regularly feature a variety of women in roles beyond squash matches or very quick matches. So there is n- there is no room for the audience to go, that is important. And I think the wrestling audience is savvy enough to know when stuff feels important and when it doesn't. And wrestling is all about the feeling because mm-hmm. we discussed it before. Like The belt isn't important unless you're telling us the belt is important. So women's matches can only be important if you say, hey, this is important, and it is made to look and feel important.
1: See, I, I push back on the idea that WWE don't book women well. I think they don't book anything well,
2: really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, like, well, <laughs> damning with faint praise. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, because, you know, you've got Becky Lynch, you've got Charlotte Flair, you've got Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair. They, like, they, they, that match later on that we'll talk about. I think is the polar opposite of how they're viewing the competitors in the queen's crown tournament. Both were equally badly booked, but I don't Mm -hmm. think you can say all WWE are not pushing their women based on this. They're not pushing their mid card women. I think there is an important difference there. Uh, The Raven effect. how How will they coexist? How will they coexist? How will they coexist? How will they coexist? It's no wonder WWE love this storyline so much. There's so much depth to it, or at least four bits of depth to it, which, in fairness, is at least three more than usual. So this is about the women's tag match,
2: and the main event. Oh yeah, there was a lot of there was more. a lot of there was a lot of coexistence going on in this uh, this episode of Raw. Uh, the
1: poll results are in, folks. Seventy-five percent. Say this is the best thumbnail we've ever
2: had. Respectfully, Pete. Respectfully, Respectfully, Pete. It's it's the best thumbnail that's ever been done. It's
1: the best thumbnail that's ever been done. (laughs) I'm going to see No Time to Die with him tonight, like an hour after this podcast finishes. I'm really excited uh Anthony I'll just do two more Anthony Velasquez outside of a couple good matches this show sucks I know Ollie you say you just got to turn off your brain and enjoy it but I just can't win WWE nothing makes sense and Charles Berg Mustafa has done it now he's gonna made a big mistake you don't fight the dead Mansoor at a Saudi show does anybody else get the feeling when watching WWE that the wrestlers don't want to be there not all of them but so many look drained and sad
2: there's only so much acting in the world, and I think that there's only so much being used at any one time. And obviously Sullivan, <laughs> Bo Brown, is using a lot of it on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> and then there's only the limited pool for the WWE talent yeah. to draw on to hide their pain.
1: Charles Berg's
2: uh, Dead Man Saw here, I think I got the cadence
1: wrong. It's the Dead Man Saw, right? To mm. say that he never loses in Saudi Arabia, that's the joke. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to clear that up. So that could have, been, could have been problematic otherwise Let's get on With Our sponsorship Oh yes Geology.com There's a link in the video description below These beauties Have made my skin Nice to touch you want to mm. touch my skin?
2: I'm okay uh, Everybody Everyone else can place, have to go though, please
1: Place your hand on the screen everybody, and touch the supple softness of my giant forehead. Five head, they called me as a kid at school, Laurie. In Did that they? My forehead was so large, you know, because not all this hair used to be there. It, it had an extra finger's width on the top. No other <coughs> male grooming company has been able to cover the giant size of my forehead five head apart from geology
2: it had a very televangelist kind of feel this whole moment where you asked everyone to lay their hands on your forehead
1: (laughs) touch the head
2: (laughs) ladies and gentlemen lay your hands on my forehead five head four head
1: (laughs) (laughs) touch touch the five head because you don't we might watch raw here but i tell you one thing we don't want to be raw is the skin on our face. And Laurie, it's custom. So you go over to the link, you do the quiz. It takes like 30 seconds. It's free and they'll tell you the exact regimen or regimen as we call it to get bespoke little bits. Mm. I got the regimen number 30. So it's like, here's the bits I have problem with. Always get dry skin here, 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 here not anymore
2: because what I've you've got described is your face there
1: <laughs> moisturizing spf morning cream little eyelid one there and of course the nighttime one as well with retinol please do go and check them out it really helps us Uh, right, this full episode of Raw started off with uh, Drew McIntyre coming out and kind of a promo. Uh, sort of ran down the crown jewel show. His match against Big E. Big E came out, kind of promo. Nipples. Usos came out and they set up a match for later on, a tag match for the main event.
2: How will they coexist, Ollie?
1: What do you make of the reasoning for the Usos to be on this episode? Uh,
2: I, do you know? I don't. I didn't mind it. I thought it made it made a sort of sense. Like the Usos turn up because they're there on the orders of Roman Reigns. Because whoever wins the WWE Championship is going to have to face Roman at Survivor Series. So to get ahead of the game, the Usos are getting in the heads of the opponents, plus also doing a little bit of damage to both guys beforehand. So like, hopefully, by the time Survivor Series rolls around, there is some sort of long form wear and tear going on with biggie or drew like and also Mm. like you've got drew coming to smackdown and probably immediately going to go after the universal title anyway so you do want to get out ahead of that that all made perfect sense to me and that was that was good and the usos i think the Usos are great promos i really like their style of like sort of passing backwards and forwards between the two of them they flow really well between each other and i thought biggie and drew here were really good drew tried his best Damn it, to hype us for Crown Jewel. And then mm-hmm. Biggie came out and said some weird stuff about his nipples. Uh, which I like, I think Drew was the perfect sort of like straight man for that, and just being like talking about your nipples weirdly. Like they they had they have a good <laughs> kind of anti-chemistry where mm. Drew's seriousness but willingness to kind of laugh along with a joke really complements Biggie's kind of specific type promo type, shall we say?
1: Uh, I I agreed that I liked the USO stuff with Roman, like why they were sent there. I don't think it made sense, but I thought it made Roman feel really, really like this big, super evil boss level character, particularly later on. There's a backstage bit when Drew and Biggie are talking amongst themselves being like, oh, the fact that Roman has sent the Usos Mm. over here shows that he's scared of us. And even though, you know, that, that one line made me, elevate roman reigns in my head so much like he's got this mob boss level of power that the champion on the other brand is like oh i think we might have he's he's scared of us yeah i thought that worked really well um
2: the first match though
1: so the the Usos then had a mini brawl with Drew and Biggie. Is that right?
2: Yeah. So Drew and Biggie had a moment where they sort of said we're going to have this match. They sort of mm-hmm. they suggested they wanted the match later on. The, the Usos put the put the challenge forward for the match, and then Drew and Biggie had a sort of moment where they were like looking at each other, trying to decide whether or not they they team. And it was just that little bit of friction, and the mm-hmm. Usos capitalised to kick them both in the head. Uh, and that left them laying in the ring to go into the next bit, which was Kofi and Woods uh, backstage being asked about what they were going to do if they got to the semi-final. They ran away before answering the question, which led into Woods versus Ricochet in the in the first round of the King of the Ring.
1: Don't you think if the New Day were
2: there, they they should have maybe? Because
1: yeah, they were literally users. waiting
2: back They were literally yeah. waiting behind the curtain. They must. So have the users would have had other. to gone past them. No. They just, they not just, important. Beat up their not body. important, and not important. They were well, They were too busy thinking about
1: the King of the Ring. So the New Day have been drafted the SmackDown, <laughs> but just for two weeks, everyone's sort of, you know, a bit of a floater, the people who have been drafted. But so, so we've got two more weeks of three man full strength New Day. They're literally right next to each other mm-hmm. and they do not cross the streams. No. But yeah, we got the first round King of the Ring match for Raw, which was Xavier Woods taking on Ricochet. Really good match. Like we've said, it went uh, three minutes longer than all the women's matches combined. Really, really good stuff. Ricochet is amazing, even though he's been buried so much over the years. It just like it's incredible how much he gets me back into his matches, even though I do not care about him at this at this stage. Uh, but yeah, Woods won with the up, up, down, down elbow.
2: Mm. So ricochet. I feel like ricochet is where Neville was, like pre cruiserweight championship. Like he's in that exact bit where it's like they really like to feature him because he does stuff that pops the crowd. But they just they don't want to do anything with him, and it's going to mm. take a full refresh. Like, and there was, there was, the, there was that glimmer of hope here where he said, like you know, he had his little promos, he's coming out to the ring and he says like, I'm going to go to SmackDown. I'm going to win this title. I'm going to get a new name. I'm going to turn up on SmackDown with a new attitude as King Ricochet. I think he should just do that anyway. And I hope they do just, <laughs> I hope SmackDown is this, is actually like turning over a new leaf for Ricochet's character because he is so good. Mm. And they are just wasting him here. Like, you know. Cool. Yeah, come out, do, do a flip over the turnbuckle. It's like Ricochet could be in really huge main event matches doing these crazy stunts. That, and he, you know, when he's in bigger matches, as we saw in NXT, he just escalates the level of stunt he does. Yeah. Like this, the stuff that he did in this match against Woods, which no one else can do in WWE as far as I know, is just like his this is like his five moves of doom and his five, one of his five moves of doom is just, I do a flip from the (laughs) middle of the ring over the turnbuckle. It's like, what else can this man do Do more with him? Jesus. But yeah, like it was, it was a good match. I think Woods is proving himself even more that, you know, he really can carry a singles match and looks really good in it. Um, Yeah. I just think it's a shame that they identified that the Woods-Kofi thing would be an interesting semi-final to do. And they didn't do it. Well, uh,
1: we'll come on to that very shortly. Uh, But we go backstage. Riddle is doing some comedy with Randy Orton. He's challenged a Moss for tonight. Orton's got a plan right. No, he doesn't. But Riddle thinks he's just playing him. Pays off later. Uh, Mustafa Ali and Mansour, one of the better acts to come together this year, take on the newly reunited Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. And they do four moves, maybe? Michinoku driver from Alexander pins Ali and then Ali shoves Mansour down to the ground in frustration. Later on, they fully break up when Ali beats up Mansour.
2: Another match. Michinoku driver's not Cedric's finisher, is it?
1: Uh, no, it's, it's usually the lung just blower. a setup move, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Yeah, he does the like So, yeah, once again, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> who cares? Split these guys up because we need Mansoor to have a match at Crown Jewel. So we're going to have to create some artificial friction here so that he can have a win.
1: But couldn't they just do a tag match at Crown Jewel?
2: No, Ollie. No. he Mansoor needs a victory all of his own, and they haven't invented anything big enough for him to do this year. So... It's just going to be T-bar. him versus Ali. Oh, yeah, I don't know, man. This is well, Mason T Bar are getting split up though, aren't they? Because they've been drafted mm-hmm. separately. So <sighs> well. this again, it's this is I don't know why the wrestling is on the wrestling show is treated like a sort of I don't know. It's like I said last week. It's treated like the scone in a in a cream tea. It's just it's just the vessel for. Story, but it's not it's not delicious or interesting. WWE yeah. just goes okay. Here, there, here's two minutes of stuff that will hopefully do something else at some point, and then we might do some more wrestling, but probably mm. not. Who, who really cares about wrestling because we do stories, bad stories.
1: Well, that speaking of bad stories, then we got Baszler versus Brooke, which we've already talked about. Uh, then we got Riddle versus Moss and. Riddle's trying to stall a moss. He's cutting the promo, thinking that Randy's going to hit an RKO from out of nowhere. Uh, AJ Styles, I thought, was really funny here because he just grabs the mic. And you know, like, increasingly irate heel AJ Styles, where he's trying to point out some injustice. He's like, he's stalling! Can't you see he's stalling? (laughs) That made me laugh. Uh, But no, I thought this was building to some form of Randy does help Riddle. Yeah. But that did not happen. Uh, Riddle just got, you know, squashed is a strong word, but that's exactly what happened. So AJ sort of directed the beatdown of Riddle, uh, told Amos to hit one of those roundhouse kicks. I'm like, when's that been a thing that Amos does? Hit one of your wicked sweet roundhouse kicks. It turns out that isn't one of the things Amos did because he just hit a kick, Uh, but kind of with a spin. And AJ, to stall for more time, is like, let's see a slow motion replay of that. So we got to see another replay of it definitely not being a roundhouse kick. <laughs> roundhouse. Uh, and I was like, the the reason this has been drawn out so long is because Randy RKO's AJ on the outside, right? And Amos can still get his win, whatever. But no, they just pinned Riddle.
2: Mm-hmm. And then AJ gets in the ring to go, oh no, we're not done yet. I'm gonna hit the stars clash. Then Randy's music hits. He sends Omos outside the ring to guard for Randy. And then it's never quite explained how Randy. They did that thing where like there's a close-up of AJ and all the crowd going, whoa! And Randy's in the ring, hits the RK, rolls out, Omos turns around,'s like, Bo? Where did he come from? Which we all don't know. Like that it was made over like it was a really clever plan Again, it's made out like it's a really smart plan of Randy's that doesn't quite. If you don't see the plan, it's mm. is it that smart? Like if he just appears in the ring because Omos is looking the wrong way. Like there's been better what versions of this where Randy's dressed as like ring crew or whatever it is. Like that's kind of fun, like that's fun. And I thought this this section was actually fun and goofy and like mm. in 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 the right way. But yeah, I would have liked to see Randy. <clears throat> there be some sort of there is actually a plan here, but this was neither a plan nor a save.
1: Yeah. He didn't help Riddle.
2: Riddle just got beaten. Riddle just got beaten up. So Randy's not helping Riddle. And Randy then just appears to RKO AJ because that's just a thing people like to see. Yeah. It could could have been the thing you said where he comes down and there is a plan and he does help Riddle at the last moment. And then Riddle gets a win. And then you kind of... Not
1: over a moss. I wasn't saying that. You've got to keep a moss yeah okay but DQ it
2: yeah so just something where it looks like randy's actually there was a plan all along and then Mm. randy's the genius and riddle's the idiot yeah so a bit yeah a bit weird but it was one
1: actually one of the better things on the show i'd say because Mm
2: -hmm. rk bro was so over aj style's very funny uh sorry that we sorry but just before we go on to that there was a bit before this because they had a promo from every woman in the Mm. uh tag match later and Charlotte's one was probably the only one of like major interest I think because Charlotte did the usual she slagged everyone off she said none of them were on her level doesn't matter they're all just following in her wake. but then she said she would not she wants to win the championship from Becky or whoever walks out of Crown Jewel as the champion, she wants to win that championship too, and she wants to be the double champ slash meld the titles together to be the undeniable champion. Is this something on WWE's mind with the mm. women's division? Because they 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 clearly think they've only got four women of note now, especially with Bailey out of action. Bianca Belair yeah. has moved into that; she's she's mounted the horse that has been left behind <laughs> by by the injured Bailey. Um, so, do you think the WWE want to just be like, well, why don't we just have one women's champion who floats between the brands? Because at least then you've at least then you you don't just have what their big problem last year was definitely was that they only had two feuds per brand essentially.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So maybe, maybe doing some sort of undisputed women's champion could be the best thing that they could do.
1: Well, it's it's like five years since the brand split now. Mm-hmm. So that's long overdue for it to fall apart. And this yes. the, yeah, that could be the the thing that starts to split it up. Although there's you know there's always the problems with Fox and the USA network. But maybe, you know it's it could it, it, but at the same time it could just have been a line. Who knows?
2: I think it was a good line it's a good line. Yeah, it's like it's that's that's an intrigue and in something like interesting and yeah it's it, you know mm. it's kind of weird to me that raw and Smackdown have women's championships but then the men's championships actually just have names like they're mm. not just called the raw and the smackdown this and that so just think it'd be it would be interesting to have just one women's champion who floats between the brands well
1: you could call it the you know another another name the divas championship mm. that's me- a, merge that's not the taken currently and then bring back the divas championship beautiful belt design that'll help it get over <laughs> Hey, Eve Isn't Marie's that? around. Yes. <laughs> she, she she needs something to do. Uh, Drew and Biggie are backstage. This is when they did the Romans scared of them bit. And they agreed to cooperate and quite cutely did the, the mega powers handshake. Bobby Lashley came out to cut a promo. Unfortunately, he is a good deliverer of lines when he has someone else to do the rest of the wwe promo Mm. for him like mvp that's why the act works so well but here lashley was unfortunately put in a position where he has to go out there speak for five minutes in the wwe script style and i i sort of lost consciousness i'm not gonna lie (laughs) so i couldn't tell
2: you much what he said i think he just said i'm gonna beat goldberg he essentially said that Goldberg came out here and used the opportunity to have an O'Reilly's bar match to say the weird things that Goldberg said about suddenly being. I don't know why all the old men in wrestling are suddenly like, "I'm going to kill you. I'm going to pull a gun. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to choke you. I'm going to leave you dead." Uh, that's it's just the good old days. Yeah, exactly. It's the yeah, exactly. good <laughs> old days. They're bringing <laughs> the, it back. Some, the Undertaker's going yes. <laughs> Um yeah but th- that's that's it it's like that's what he he sort of refreshed that in our minds and then said that Goldberg is a dog that needs to be put down um and he says he was going to end Goldberg's career at Crown Jewel and then yeah there the, there is a good line in this that is when he said you can't hurt the almighty you can't do this to the almighty you can't kill the almighty great line but yeah like you said i think Lashley Got lost in the promo, especially in the WWE start. Very slow. Hundreds of watch chants all over yeah. this. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why WWE plays into it. They know who's going to get watch chanted for sure, surely. Like by now, yeah. especially with the delivery and the cadence and stuff like that. If you leave space for it, people will fill it with that sound, which I hate.
1: The worrying thing about Goldberg is that he is a baby face, and usually when baby faces promise something.
2: And they have
1: <gasps> Terry the cat's here. Sorry,
2: Terry the cat was knocking around. He's been say hi, Catador. Hi, Catador. Olá. He's purring.
1: <laughs> right, Usually, mate? if a Come if a on, wronged baby face, you know, his son was beaten up, and then you promise to beat the person or win the title off the person, you do it. But what Goldberg's doing here is promising he's going to murder the other person.
2: Mm. It's almost it's almost an overreaction considering that uh, Sunberg attacked Lashley. Yes. Sunberg I jumped won. on Lashley and then and then got a got a full Nelson for his troubles. Mm. So
1: <laughs> we'll see what happens. I love Goldberg. Like
2: we talked about it last week. And what do what do you make of the line where Goldberg says, "I'm going to leave your lifeless body in the ring, gasping for air"? <laughs> How can it be lifeless if it's breathing, Goldberg? Yes, I don't think he thought that out. I'm not a big fancy scientist, but...
1: (laughs) (laughs) After that, we got Austin Theory having a match against Jeff Hardy after their interaction the previous week. Uh, 24-7 jobbers ran into the ring. Bit of a distraction there. Theory, Hardy almost won with a swanton bomb, but Theory got out of the way, hooked the tights for the win. Very quick, but at least Theory won?
2: All right, we're just going to see this again next week. On Raw before Hardy goes and Hardy's gonna get the victory. Um, I wish I wish that this was one not interrupted by the 24-7 title, and I wish this was just a clean, like a proper clean victory for theory. I think that like you've you've already made out like th- there is no story here of breaking down Jeff Hardy so that he can go to SmackDown and, and become Willow like he's teased. Oh old oh, Joy. It just—it seems like you—you you want to build up theory with these, mm. you know, with actual just wins over these older guys, and yeah, it, it, I just think a roll-up doesn't really achieve that in the way you want to. Like, I think theory looks good enough to use the even if even if you still did the twenty-four-seven title shenanigans, like to at least use the distraction to hit his finisher and get the pin, rather than it being that that distraction that causes theory to lose yeah. momentum, giving Jeff Hardy the chance to fight back when theory was winning and then Theory has to do a roll-up. like that, that kind of has confused the roles. The, the distraction should have given Theory the, the chance to be on top, not the other way around. It's massively overbooked,
1: yeah. Uh, after that, we got the next Raw first-round King of the Ring match, Kofi Kingston versus Jinder Mahal, where the stage was set for a very rare New Day versus New Day match in the semis. And, of course, Jinder Mahal won. clean. Yeah. Both former champions, big time match. This,
2: <laughs> yes, huge, huge stakes, huge match. Oh. And again, like I said, I think, like I said earlier, WWE identified the point of this story that was really good, and then they were like, no, no, Jinder Mahal. Which leads me to believe that Jinder Mahal will be beating Xavier Woods in the semi-finals to advance to the finals of uh, Crown Jewel at Crown Jewel and win King of the Ring because yeah he will then become the proper King Maharaja the the double king the Maharaja
1: classic. of the ring yeah, yeah. It writes itself and what better time to do it than when you've drafted him away from the coolest guy in his act
2: Veer. Mm. <laughs> this is, I think, this is this is the thing. Is like, as much as I want Xavier Woods to be the King of the Ring, it doesn't work if he's just going to be tagging with Kofi because it's not going to be Kofi Kingston and King Xavier, is it? Like, and the mm. King of the Ring winner Xavier Woods. Like, it needs to be part of a singles run for Xavier yeah. Woods. So, Jinder does make more sense, but I think we could have, you could have shuffled the brackets to at least have Xavier Woods in the final. Because you've got to know that that, they must know that that exists on social media, that mm. push for Xavier Woods to be king of the ring. You want him to get to the final and you want him to be beaten by whoever is your eventual winner. And I think the, be- like, I think the best way to do it would have been in the semifinals to have Kofi versus Woods have a handshake at the end of the match. Kofi mm-hmm. wishes Woods well on his way to the final. Like that's a really nice, simple wrestling moment that yeah, it doesn't even take long to do on telly because everyone understands the stakes and and what it means. And it's literally at the end of the match is a handshake and and everyone's happy to be like, oh, that was really nice. I enjoyed them doing that thing. Now Woods goes on to the final, but instead, Jinder Mahal. Yeah. God bless you, WWE. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, let's just prepare (laughs) ourselves for a Jinder win because I've been down this Woods road before and I Mm -hmm. think they're playing with us again. Winder Mahal. The next match was, you know, arguably the biggest match on the show. I thought this was a huge contest to make. They announced it at the top. Uh, Bianca Belair tagging with Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. So the four biggest active stars, female stars in your company right now. How will they coexist? The answer is not at all. So they immediately started brawling. Which made sense, because like you said, all those promos leading up to it, their individual promos, they were just hating on their partners, their opponents, everything. So they immediately start brawling. Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce come out and, like, they had this really, of all the things that, uh, of all the steps backwards that WWE took for women's wrestling on this episode of Raw, weirdly, this was the one that irked me the most. <laughs> Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce come out and go, you have the you have the chance to show the world what you four women can do, and you behave like this. I'm like, what are you talking about? Every single one of the people in this ring has main evented a WrestleMania. They've already shown what they can do. Mm. When WWE behaves like the women still have to
2: prove themselves to the world and and stuff,
1: I think I think that's that's the wrong mentality to have.
2: In a complete um, non-main event as well. All four of you had the perfect opportunity somewhere in the second hour of Raw to do something. And you're throwing it in our faces.
1: How dare you behave like this? Like, they would never say that to, uh, if these were, this was two men's, like, teams of single stars. Mm -hmm. Never say that. Anyway, they restart it as a tag match. They, everyone's, like, doing the hard tags or the blind tags. And of course it breaks down. The referee weirdly DQs or calls off the match when Bianca off, yeah. attacks her own partner, which isn't consistent with anything else they've ever done. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought a lot of the a lot of the tension of that for this brawl was undone because they did the brawl first. However, if they t- built up the brawl with the tension, that could have been a much better moment. But they did it the other way round. You, you can do it the other way round, but I don't. I think it it left a lot of the potential on the table.
2: I think also because it's a segment that doesn't have a purpose beyond Mm. to be a brawl. Like, there were no stakes in this match. This was just, all of these people have a match at some point that's more important than this, so now they will have a match because they have that other match. But this match doesn't denote anything about the other match that they're going to do. It doesn't mean anything for anyone. So, of course, they're just going to brawl. Which is fine in in and of itself, but it, it... it feels more important if it's going to be for something Mm. like you can see before the match even begins, you, you, you kind of sense that this is irrelevant. And so it's just going to devolve into a brawl. And then of course the match gets thrown out and it was fun. Like it was fun. I really like, I enjoyed Mm. all the hard tagging and all that kind of like, I really enjoyed Bianca and Sasha at the beginning when they couldn't decide who was going to be in. And Becky was just like goading them into it. And then it ends with Bianca, like dragging Sorry, Sasha dragging Bianca back by the hair and just dumping her in the corner. Um, and all of that stuff was really fun, like all the kind of setups where, you know, Sasha was on the top rope, going to dive to the outside, and Bianca's like, no, no, I'll help you. Off you go. Throw her off and stuff like that. There, there was like a sort of ripple of... There, there's quite an interesting match evolving out of this. But, yeah, there should have been some reason for them to be tagging together beyond just... Hey that's fun you've all got a match next week uh-huh. so whatever like if this was for some sort of advantage in a match or to choose a stipulation or something like that i just sometimes these these things need a bit of stakes to me and i would like to see them happening for a reason that isn't just how will they coexist cuz that doesn't make any sense cute that's cute
1: like i forget you don't watch raw every every week you know and have to review it. He...
2: I would say this every week, Ollie. This Ask weekend. him for stakes. I would continue <laughs> to stay. Why are there no stakes? Why are we just? Why does when the wrestling happens? Why does it is it for nothing? And why when there are stakes like the King of the Ring tournament or the Queen's Crown tournament? God forbid, are we spending a minute on it? Mm. Yeah, can can't please some people. <sighs> uh, there was
1: a brawl, lynchted tool. That was pretty much how the segment ended. Uh, I agree with everything you said. I'll just put over that despite all that and the bad booking and like there's not been a single clean finish for like three months in the SmackDown Women's Title picture. God, the characters are good and they're over. So mm. well done there. Um we got an Usos promo, we got Dewdrop versus Natalia that we've already talked about. John Morrison? was meditating backstage and Rhea Ripley and Nikki crosswalked past and
2: Yeah. He said Apparently it was about Rhea Ripley's she... birthday. Mm. Was it? And so mm. she wasn't having it. no well there's no time for more women. Um but you yeah so no- instead she trust me gets, she gets to go like do, do you know what to... he's talking about.
1: No, no, no. Yeah. You do not want to wrestle on your birthday or hometown because you're gonna get beaten. So she probably got off lightly there. Mansour and Ali broke up backstage, which we've covered. And the main event. How will they coexist again? Drew and Big E versus the Usos, they actually coexisted very well at the start. They did Mm -hmm. the New Day's move set. But then they pretty quickly uh, combusted. They started beating each other up near the end. uh, But that wasn't a DQ or or calling off the match like in the previous tag. Instead, the referee... (laughs) Said the referee, counted them out. Mm -hmm. Fun match though. Usos are so good.
2: Oh man, like this is. I don't necessarily like. I wish that more of Raw was allowed to have wrestling in it Mm. because when it when it actually happens, it's good. Like these four guys are really good together and they work really well. Like. I think the women proved in 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 the tag match that they they all are amazing as well, but because the tag match was so brawl heavy, it didn't really get a chance to kind of shine mm-hmm. as a wrestling match. This was really good, but yeah, I don't I don't know why Raw isn't just. Six really good wrestling matches with some with with slightly shorter segments of story. If Bobby Lashley came out and spoke for two and a half minutes rather than five minutes, Ollie, you claw some time back. If Drew McIntyre came out at the beginning of Raw to welcome everyone to Raw, and it didn't take twenty minutes to get to the point where he's going to have a match with Big E and the Usos, there might be a bit more time for some other wrestling. I don't know. The, the, something about the pacing of Raw is mental. Um, but yeah, this is this was a really good fun. Little match with a with a insane weird ending where once again nothing is resolved.
1: <laughs> Look at this guy, one in wrestling on a sports entertainment show. Um, did you see the bump on Drew McIntyre's head? I did. Yeah. Bloody hell! So he he was cut open by him and Big E's brawl, or maybe when the Usos pulled him off the apron. And I thought, mm-hmm. okay, bit of colour, cool, probably you know not intentional. But then, when he was walking up the ramp, because he 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 laid out Biggie, hit the claymore at to stand Tool, but already there was this bump the size of, I guess, a thumb, coming mm-hmm. off of his forehead. So, man, that is gonna suck.
2: I I thought this was I thought this was quite a cool like there was a good little callback to last week where um, mm-hmm. Biggie hits the tag as Drew's about to hit the claymore in the same way that last week. Drew tagged himself in as Biggie was about to hit the big ending last week. It was a bit weird because Biggie just just put them down rather than rather than continue with the move that he was doing. He just put them down and then let them get Claymore. Here, yeah. like Drew never got to hit the Claymore because Biggie was always sort of stepping in in front of him. So that that kind of makes a bit more sense. But then he drags him off the off the big ending cover um, to start the brawl essentially. I liked that. I thought that was a good little moment. I think Drew and Big E of of the matches at Crown Jewel, they've had sort of sort of the best build so far because they've mm. their promos together have been good. This stuff at least felt kind of impassioned and and to a degree worked. And I liked. I think the Usos were good foils for that as like here to stir the pot because it's all about the big mafia boss watching from on high, being like, I've got. I'm gonna be have to be interested in this in a few weeks time so I'm gonna get out ahead of it and start causing mm. trouble yeah good multiple
1: stuff. multiple plates spin there so yeah good good main event good action but didn't really make sense uh how many things can we say <laughs> that about uh overall I gave this a th- three out of five what would you rate it
2: two that's me being generous too <laughs>
1: Well, I didn't do the poll, so we don't know what you I think we need to are, change. Folks. Look,
2: we need to we need to change the raw scoring system because mm-hmm. we're we're doing a five we're doing a five <clears> star <throat> system for everything, right? And we I don't think it should be five stars for raw. I think it should be rated out of raw. So it should be a three a three out of raw is that's a, a three because we might give an AEW show a three when it's like not amazing amazing mm. and but it's a very good wrestling show still we'll do the same for nxt but i think mm. with raw you've got to we've got to shift the scale back to its own yeah. scale because a three of a raw is no is still not a good tv show
1: as a three aew dynamite would be a five star wwe raw easy yeah. uh yeah I've, I've always tried to be very clear that this the ratings are Relative. But yeah, Matt, I quite like the idea of three out of raw. It's a three, three of out raw. of raw. <laughs> this was
2: a two out uh... of raw.
1: We have Pledge Hammer shout outs, guys. Thank you, everybody, for pledging to our lovely Patreon. If you go over there, you can get a, a bunch of exclusive things like podcasts. Me and Luke will be doing a review of Bound... Is it Bound for Glory 2007? I think that's it. With the infamous Reverse Battle Royal match. One of the most ridiculous ideas ever to have been done by Vince Russo. And that's saying something. Uh, your own shout-outs on the Talk News and in this very podcast, for $25 and a month Above, backers. So thank you, Meticulous, Michaela Traub.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to read the next one because I can't see him. Yeah.
1: The Junus
2: Brothers,
1: Junus Hakonan.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: General Jimmy G. Yeah. N.J. Hornsberg. <laughs> Victor Henry Napoleon Dynamite. Hundred dollar man CD Hover <laughs> The Castle Run DX Solo <laughs> Mad Mac the Meat Father
2: People asked the Jeff
1: Ryan clap last week Disco Stuart <laughs> Superkick Mick Mazesco <laughs> Double L Liam Leonard And the decator Finn Brennan. Just one big tag. Nicely done. Excellent clapping. Top one. Thank you. Uh, right. Your Ultra Chats, folks. Let's finish these off. Riot DR. Ladies, stop fighting so we can see if you can coexist. <laughs> <laughs> so glad we only gave one Queen's Crown. So glad we only gave Queen's Crown round one five minutes to fill in this segment. This company. Uh, Jack Nichols, raw. Ew. So, so awful. Has Sammy ever performed in Saudi? He strikes me as the type to oppose it. With that in mind, Jinder versus Finder is. Uh, uh, SNME level match on pay per view. SNME. I'll look it up. This is some new if abbreviation. Out, um, Saturday night main Keep event. Keep well, lads. Your hair is still. What does it mean?
2: Saturday night main event.
1: Oh right. Uh, so Jack Mickles has said this before. Your hair is still paying, Ollie. When was the last time you heard Peng?
2: Pretty recently. I okay. said it.
1: <laughs> I like um, Peng. Peng's a great word. But yeah, Jack, Sammy Zayn does not go to perform in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I don't think he would anyway. Kevin Owens doesn't go either. Neither Daniel Bryan after the first one, I think. And Sammy instead uses the opportunity to raise money for a Syrian refugee charity fund. Well, Campbell, hi guys. Gladwood's won. One step closer to Kingwood's. Mm. Uh, and that Drew Beige promo was oddly endearing. I'm just now terrified that Vince, in his infinite wisdom, will book Jinder to win because Vince is super hard for Jinder for a certain chanted reason. Mm. I think it's going to happen. Just prepare for it happening and then you won't be sad or angry. The Raven effect. It's- WWE say they want to be the new Marvel. Well, Marvel try something, then three weeks later bring back the old guys. Bucky cap. Steve comes back. Falconer's cap. Steve comes back. I think WWE are trying too hard to be the comics and not the movies.
2: I think WWE aren't trying hard mm. is the, the issue. I think they're not trying at all.
1: I think the difference with the comics is that the comics have literally been around with the same cast of characters for 80 years. And that's why they've done every storyline imaginable. Whereas Mm. WWE, they do have a turnover of characters and performers. So they shouldn't have to do this sort of stuff.
2: Yeah. And I think also, like, only they're (laughs) not, wrestlers aren't fighting over who gets to be Roman Reigns. Mm. They're fighting over the universal title, yeah. which is different. Like you know, it's not about. It's not a case of if I if Seth Rollins wins this match, he becomes Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fun. They should do it. I'm going to take who can your be the name. big dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: and finally, for now, Mister Kajili. Hi guys. I think I know who's winning both tournaments. As after Crown Jewel, we have only one superstar for each brand. That's uh. In for Raw, that's Finn for Raw and Shayna for SmackDown. While the other three for semi finalists are three Raw for the women and three SmackDown for the men. Mm. So when all the draft dust has settled, you mean?
2: Yeah, I think like I'm kind of leaning towards the idea that it's going to be one heel and one face mm. winners. Um, so probably like I would like I think Shane is the right choice on the women's side of things. And I think King Finn is already a prince. He's already the Demon King. There's something you Mm -hmm. can do there with that. Like, that's fine. But they would just stop using it immediately, wouldn't they? Mm -hmm. It's not going to be, unfortunately, it's not going to be Woods. So, yeah, let's hope it's Woods, but let's also recognize it's not Woods. I think it's best to say it's not Woods because then we can be pleasantly surprised if it Mm. is Woods rather than being like, it is Woods. And then we'll be massively disappointed if it's not.
1: Set well, your expectations please do some lower
2: and you can and you get through it. That is the uh the WWE way.
1: Oh, we've got a we've got a member. Adam Blamplate has renewed their membership. Thank you very much. Uh and also geology folks, go over to the link in the video description below. Take your free test to find out what the best skincare regimen is for you. And then you can get one of these excellent packs delivered to you. Which I use twice a day to make your skin as lovely and as supple as, well, you know, me. And you're going to need it because you're going to be indoors a lot. There's going to be heating on. It's going to dry your skin out, folks. So use it.
2: went on a holiday. Hmm. Mm. What was that like? I went on a plane recently as well for the first time. You went on a plane? Yeah, I went to Sky in Scotland. Wow. So I flew up to Inverness like and then we drove. Yeah, it was good.
1: What was it like being on a plane?
2: Uh, it was a small plane as well. It was one of those ones that's only like three seats along and I was I was in the seat that's over the wing that has like the emergency exit so this is the first time I've ever been asked by like a member of the cabin crew it's like you're involved in the process now if we go down (laughs) you're gonna have to open the door is that okay I was like hell yeah but yeah I was like oh I'm a member of staff give me a badge and a responsibility I want a new hat
1: what that's not the lorry I know the lorry I know would go would smirk at it and then pretend to open the door every time the the flight attendant. Oh. Oh. You no. want it? Oh. No.
2: <laughs> now, just kept shouting now for the whole flight.
1: Do we go? Do we go? So, so, we you... Go? <laughs> so you took <laughs> off fine. You took off fine on took time-ish, fine. maybe five fine. ten minutes delay. Yeah.
2: We were, nah, uh, the whole thing was fine, man. It was like it's so close. Mm, it's, mm, it takes like mm, forty minutes. Mm, Great flight, mm, and you get a ton of tea cake as well. Three hour delay.
1: Three-hour delay going out. Sitting on the airplane, thanks to two drunken fools who refused to get off the plane. Could you not just make them? Well, was there not just an uprising not. after hour one? Apparently not. So here's what happened. This was this was a six a.m. flight. The plane was meant to take off at six a.m. So we've been we've been awake since two a.m. to get there. This this particular couple, a man and a woman, who uh, you know had a horrendous degree of poorly applied fake tan on, which is weird if you're already going to somewhere to get a tan. But fair, fair enough. But they were so drunk like to in blend the check-in bit. There. Mm. <laughs> hey, fellow Spaniards! <laughs> and they're so drunk they are falling on the escalator on the way there like they like I saw flight the sort of check-in people radio ahead but somehow they were still loud on the plane the pilot obviously took one look at them and was like no mm-hmm. i'm not taking off with them on board so yeah the the flight attendants asked them to leave and they would not leave because they were very mouthy and they started to yell And everyone was like, get off the plane. And they were like, no. And they sat down. So the police were called. Two police officers get on board eventually. So it's about an hour has gone by by now. And I'm like, yes, this guy looks like an absolute unit. He's not going to fit down the airplane aisle. But he does. And he gets there. And I'm like, yeah, he's going to please. I know I'm against police brutality and stuff. But right now, just laying an elbow, laying an elbow on the guy. Jeez, get him, <laughs> get him out of the plane! Get him out of the plane! But no, they very calmly just spoke to them because I guess like you don't want to escalate the situation.
2: Mm, not in a confined space. That's where where animals are most dangerous. Exactly, they're backed into a corner,
1: and but they yeah. were showing it. They were acting it like you know they're super on the defensive. You know, the, the atmosphere of the plane did not help that, and but they nothing happened. So 45 minutes later, they get two other police officers to come on board with guns. Oh. Because an airplane and an airport in general, I think, is the one place in the UK where you can deal with people being slightly drunk and rowdy
2: with a gun. Yeah, that and international waters. Yeah, you can't do that. Just tipping into international waters, and then it's pirate rules. (laughs)
1: If yeah, if police went up to Weatherspoons in New Cross on a Friday night and pulled out the guns, that's not on. But something about an airport, yeah, there was no a immediate very quick
2: way danger. to lose. That's a very quick way to lose your gun, Ollie. If you're a police yeah. officer, you're going to pull it out. People could be like, "Oh wow, a gun! Can I have a go?" <laughs> oh,
1: cool, a gun. Uh, and the, the atmosphere in the cabin changed mm. as soon as that gun came on board. Man, I mean, you know, I'm against guns, but my cards on the table. But boy, did I get excited when I see one.
2: There what it was. Type, was it what, a machine gun?
1: Yeah, it looked like an AK-47. Obviously, I don't think it was that model. Don't, I don't think the no, I don't
2: think the, no, the Met used UK-47s. AK-47s.
1: <laughs> it was several Glocks in the front. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he, yeah. Had bazooka he had a bit of
2: grenades.
1: It was Arn Anderson. It was like Arn Anderson had kitted them out. So I'm like, here are some guys with some guns. Sure, this is probably too much for this situation, but I've also been stuck in the same seat for two hours and I want to go
2: on holiday now. The only way to stop a bad guy with a drunk is a good guy with a gun. So that's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Still nothing happened. I'm just like, oh, please. Eventually, like two and a half hours later, they get them up. They're they're sort of walking on their own accord. You know, they're not being assaulted or anything. But the guy is still... He's recording everything and he's going, I'm recording you all. I'm recording. that you. What's your number, mate, for the police officer and stuff. And the guy walks out and then his, his girlfriend is behind him. And this guy at the front of the plane, who was also a bit of a prick, near where we were sitting, you know, he was mouthing off a lot. He just got right in this girl's face and was like, F off then, you effing cow. And I was like, oh, my God, no.
0: They he were just going.
1: They were going. And of yeah. course, the girl just goes, Mickey, get back in here. Get back in here. He just told me this. And the whole thing took off again. <sighs> we had to wait 45 minutes. They took them out. The police officer came back in and was like, look, mate, she's not going to leave unless I pretend to tell you off. Can you please step into like the walkway bit? so I can tell you off in front of her. Anyway, so I know. And then they leave, and the plane can't leave because people are in the sort of entrance cabin bit. And you just hear all this yelling from the docking tunnel. And the guy comes back in. I think he was properly shouted at because the police officers were like, why did you do that? Uh, but yeah, three hours in the end it took to resolve that situation, wow. which is a long time to be cramped in you know an airport this was a short flight
2: relatively as well so no leg space yes you got a lovely holiday I got... <laughs> a great wonderful holiday just a very interesting very british start to it i tell you what's really good about the spanish islands
1: mm. and that's the that's the italian food oh yeah oh <laughs> i didn't think i had a single spanish meal no, lasagna, no, ragu, tagliatelle, croissant.
2: <laughs> Jesus, croissant, the classic croissant. Pasta dish, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, to be fair, it was called an Italian croissant because they jammed oh. it full of ham, yeah. But yeah,
2: I don't really they know... jammed ta- it full of ham.
1: I just like, you know, tapas, everyone's going mad for tapas. And to me, that's not a meal.
2: No, that's a series of it's small nibbles. plates. Exactly. I hate small What's your plates. thoughts on tapas? I hate them. I hate it. I know. I say, plates. I want my own meal. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to share two padron peppers. Mm, I want if I was if I want padron peppers, I'll eat as many padron peppers as I could possibly. I don't want to share them. I don't want to just have like one taste of something. Go, oh, that's delicious. Is there any more? Oh no, I've got to give that half away. Sorry. <laughs> what a waste of time. Mm-hmm. That's because it, it's just for people who can't decide with menus. I'm really good at deciding with menus. Give me a menu. I will pick a meal that I want to eat on that menu. I'll order that meal. And quite often I'll be satisfied when the food arrives. Tapas is for people who go like, oh, no. Oh, when, whenever <laughs> the waiter comes over, they go, oh, can I have five more minutes? Oh, God, what I do can't you choose. recommend,
1: waiter man? Yeah.
2: And then they order something mental because they've panicked because the waiter's there. And then they're like, oh, can I have a bit of yours? And I'm like, hell no. I chose this when I came in, and I want to eat every morsel of it. Piss off.
1: I will allow people to taste my food, but only with the hope that they go, oh, that's really good. I wish I had that, and I'll just smugly finish the rest. But, yeah, I'm not a fan of tapas. Take that Espanol
2: on that bombshell. Yeah. We're going to wrap it up. Ollie will come to your <laughs> islands and eat all of your Italian food. Yes. <laughs> Look, there's no queue at any of these restaurants. <laughs> No
1: ravioli is safe because you can't spell ravioli without Ollie. It's in the end of the name. Uh, please do subscribe wherever you're getting this podcast from. Uh, what else does Luke usually plug? There's the NXT podcast tomorrow. No AEW this week because it's been moved to Saturdays, but we've got the magazine show. we got the SmackDown one. And, of course, next week, oh, my God, it's Crown Jewel. Yes, everyone's favourite time of the year, Saudi Arabia. We're going back there, gang. But for now, I've been Oli. That's been Laurie. Do you want to say your own name, Laurie? Laurie. (laughs) Jam that jam.